0: Hey there! Get out your pencils because we're kicking off with a little trivia. True or false, M&M's candy were exclusively sold to U.S. servicemen in World War II. Turns out, it's true! M&M's owner, Mars Incorporated used that product recognition from the servicemen abroad to scale the brand's popularity, growing M&M's to a household name and a brand that you can find almost anywhere now. Two more. True or false? M&Ms were the first candy eaten in space. And between the years 1976 and 1987, there were no red M&Ms produced. What do you think? Actually, both of those are true. And if those facts pique your interest, I'll let you look them up yourself. Today, we're talking about history and how it shapes a brand's story just as much as its location. If you think about it, the stories of brands that we use and recognize are deeply tied to the historical events that occurred over their lifetime. Would the M&Ms that you see at every counter be as famous or recognizable if World War II had never happened? If we enter the Twilight Zone, anything's possible. You might never have heard of M&Ms, or you might know them by a different name. What I mean is that history, Which means the events, trends, norms, economic demands, and cultural appetites of a particular time and place that leaves a permanent imprint on how a brand grows, functions, and expresses itself. It also shapes how everyone experiences a brand in response to it, even if they have no idea of that brand's particular history. If you've done the hard work of figuring out your brand's identity, and if you've factored in the ways that your brand's location shapes everything about it, then a final step would be to taking note of what happened and is happening in the world around your brand. Consider the recent years or the time period that saw your brand begin to grow and ask yourself, what's been going on in the world? What's going on in our industry? How have changes in society and culture shaped the state of our industry right now? How did all these changes get to where they are today? And finally, lest we forget, what does this all mean for my brand? How does recent history or everything that's happening today contribute to your brand's story and expression? How does it shape the way people respond to it? The answers may not be easy, but if you're going to understand past and present history and how those factors shape your brand, you'd better start asking them. And if you need a hint, think about how we're all shaped by memories of our own history. Think about ourselves and how that has a lot to do with our memories and responses to what has happened to us what we've done and how we got to the present moment. Our fears, aspirations, and present behavior patterns are often echoes of what worked for us in the past. For organizations, memories hold the key to a lot of history. A few direct questions can help unlock that history. You might ask, when was your brand founded? Why was it founded? If the company has been in business for 30, 50, or 70 years, how has that industry changed? How has the company changed? How did the world change around that company? What were the big emotional moments in that history, either the successes or the failures, that shaped the way your company operates today? Often, memories and impressions hold the clues to how major events, social changes, or cultural developments shape a brand's story. In fact, past feelings and memories are so strong that they should come with a disclaimer. An individual should not be a prisoner of their own history. Similarly, an organization should not be held captive by its own history. The history of a brand is not the same thing as that brand's story. One reason to be aware of your organization's history is to understand how the overarching story has hurt or helped its ability to flourish in new circumstances. For example, A company which has once at the top of the industry and has since fallen might thrive best by moving past the narrative of trying to return to a lost golden age. Your history doesn't determine your future. Nintendo started as a playing card company on a street in Tokyo, but that doesn't mean it should dump consumer electronics and go back to its roots. History shouldn't stop you from making the choice to pivot to something new. You can dislike parts of your own history, or be embarrassed or ashamed of them, but you need to own them. And if you're wise, you'll incorporate the truth of the good, the bad, and the ugly into a story that leads to the future that you envision. If your history isn't true, your vision won't ring true either, and the chaos of the present moment will overwhelm everything. Knowing and owning history can keep you anchored, especially if you see that for all of its flaws, there's something remarkable about it. I really hope this gets you thinking about your own company's history and how it shapes your brand's identity, expression, and overall story. If you'd like some feedback on how your brand's history can be an advantage, then give me a call or drop me a line. I'd love to talk with you. Here at ReSound, there's more than a few history buffs. You can also check out our detailed step-by-step brand building book, You Are Remarkable. It's out now on Amazon.com. And remember, you are remarkable.